coming up on Inside the NRL. Will the Sharks or Tigers fill the final spot in the NRL's top eight? The panel take their pick. Plus, we're joined by Josh Reynolds to preview that blockbuster at Leichhardt Oval. And unfortunately, it's terrible news for Manly's Tom Trebojevic. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on Inside the NRL. As mentioned, Tom Dravojevic will miss the rest of the season. He will undergo surgery on that injured arm. Unfortunately, Manly do lose that fullback. But we'll have more of those details very shortly. Finals footy, one more week. Uh Melbourne Storm win their third premiership. We've still got a round to go. Third premiership in four seasons, gents. But... The big one comes on Sunday, 2pm, when the Tigers take on the Sharks. That's when the top eight will round out. Who's your tip, Tigers or Sharks, Michael? Well, you're getting a bit ahead of yourself. The Storm are going to win. They're the minor premier, so let's take a back seat. But the top eight, (laughs) the Tigers, the Tigers, I think they'll get up in Leichhardt. The crowd sold out. You know, Robbie playing, I don't know if he plays or not. Regardless, the Tigers are going to be too good. Yeah, I'll I'll take the Sharks. I think I've been a little bit too nice. (laughs) I just think that... the class that they've got on that edge. They know an opportunity missed last week. They don't mind. If there's one team outside the, the sort of top three teams that don't mind going into a hostile environment, it's that Sharks side because they've got that experience in the forward pack. Uh, and I think they've missed some opportunities this year and they'll, they'll know that how hard the loss was on the weekend. They bounce in. I will say this, though. Uh, it won't please Tigers fans, but I think this game should have been moved to Bank West. Wow. Talk about sell-out crowd. It's, you can't it's just pick up a game now. and move it. Well, you want... You want fans to come to the game? You're telling me they wouldn't People sell out Bank West? People have bought tickets this weeks ago. You can't... They wouldn't sell out Bank West. They would, it's an easy you, change. It's across the road. You can't do it. Across the road? Where do you live? <laughs> Heathcote. <laughs> and so where, the, where do the Eels and Manly play? Well, yeah, exactly. What do you want? Don't yeah, they play the night right. before. They, they play, play there Saturday night. They're not playing at the same time. Saturday night. Okay. Friday night. But look, I'm excited because I think... Yeah, we, we want to pack out crowd. Sure, you can get an extra 10,000, but the, the, the atmosphere at Leichhardt yeah. is going to be unbelievable. And it could be Robbie's last game if he plays. Uh, it could be Josh Reynolds' last game for the club. It could be Chris Lawrence's last game for the club. So a lot of emotion around it. Paul Gallen. Paul Gallen could be last game. Yeah, it's, there's, a, there's a lot riding on this. And a finals where They've been, what, eight years since the Tigers have played finals football. So, what, One thing that, that worries me is the Robbie Farrer. If they can get that out of the way at the start of the week, that helps the Tigers. If this goes right up until kickoff. I think that sort of puts some insecurities in around where Josh Reynolds is going to play. They had seemed like they had a game plan yesterday and they stuck to it with Marshall. Then Reynolds comes on and it just started to flow. So if they do make a decision on Farrah, I think it has to be at the start of the week, knowing that you can then let Marshall and, and Reynolds know righto, towards the back end, this is what you're going to be able to do. You can work on yeah. some stuff. You may have to make a couple of changes in terms of getting Reynolds on earlier, but I think that the sooner they sort that out, the better. Well, I've spoken to people at the club today, and Robbie was in, he met with the specialists, and he'll meet again with the club tomorrow morning, and they've decided they want to avoid the circus as well. So if he has no chance of playing, they, will rule, they won't name him tomorrow. If there is a chance that he will play, he'll obviously be in that team, but if he has no chance, they're not going to continue the charade for a week. Uh, and the interesting fact, I think there might have been a sneaky fitness test as well with Robbie. So whether he plays or not, that'll be the, yeah, I think we'll know a lot more tomorrow how he p- pulls up after today. Uh, and then you've got the other factor around Moses Zembai, who also has, hasn't played for a month, has been getting plasma injections into that hip to try and get himself right. So you could have two key ins for the Tigers in this. And then where does that leave Josh Reynolds? Because there's talk that he may miss out altogether if those two come back into the team, which would be pretty harsh. It's his 150th game. He's done well the last two weeks. So a lot of questions around the Tigers, but equally on the, the Sharks as well. A lot, of, a lot of players, key players in doubt as well. Yeah, Josh Reynolds joining us very soon on Inside the NRL. But just quickly on those two, on Farron Ember, if you are Michael Maguire, Jamie, I know you haven't coached, but 
are you going to leave them out and pick the fit 17? Or if they are fit, are you going to let them in your side? Oh, I think you'll give Robbie... If Robbie's ready to go, he'll, he'll pick him. I have no doubt about that. I think you, if you weren't sort of sure on Robbie throughout the year, then you would have seen him rested a couple of times and they would have been trying to manage him through. But he's played nearly every game. Uh, Moses Dembai is the interesting one because if he's ready to go, that may leave Josh Reynolds out. I don't think you can move Mumrovsky. I think he's in rich vein of form at the moment. Uh, Mbai can play nine. He's played nine for the Bulldogs in the grand final. So he may you know, come onto the bench and, and Robbie start. And you may have two guys there to get one job done. But it's certainly building. You talk about finals as a week away. This is a final. This is a final, do or die, uh, perfect ending, perfect storm for the NRL. They get a, a big game at Leichhardt uh, between two great clubs. It wasn't like this last year. It was very different. I love yeah. that it's come to Sunday afternoon to decide the top eight. Well, I think you'll find the person under pressure is Isan Masters. There's a few guys at the, at the Tigers a bit wary of his defence and coming up on Bronson Sherry, if, if Moses Zembai is fit, Oof. I think you'll find Isan Masters, given, even though he's a test player and he's played for his country for New Zealand, I think he may miss out. He's, he's been a little bit off this year, SR. He hasn't been. He gave up the goal kicking, which is a clear sign of, of lacking confidence. Mm. And Mumrovsky stepped right up, scored some tries, and, and kicking really well. So you, you bring that in. But the other side of things, the Sharks, they have their own injury problems, don't they? Yeah. They have goal kicking issues. So it's almost yeah. you know, like for like at the moment. You talk about Moyle and Johnson. What do they do there? Well, if, if Sean Johnson has indicated that he's not going to be 100%, I don't need Sean Johnson at 90 or 85. You go with Kyle Flanagan and you go with the fact that Trent Robinson, you know, there's been speculation on media, Trent Robinson's going to have this kid in his 17 somewhere next year. So they see him as the future to be able to get him to the Roosters. And I think you go with Kyle Flanagan this week if Sean Johnson cannot prove his fitness early in the week, similar. And then Matt Moylan's the other one. He's such a big game player. He could be the difference in a game that could come down to the last play because he can play those short side. Plus, we all know how, he good, how good he is with Wade Graham. So, those they need to make some decisions. You got Dugan. Both sides have Dugan got the same amount fine. of injuries. He's a HIA. There's seven days. Well, he's got he's got time up his sleeve. If they had played on Sunday and turned around a Thursday, there was no chance he'd play. He's got time up his sleeve. Johnson's got a, a, a scan tonight. He'll know more. And I expect you, they'll name him. They'll play the game a little bit. The Sharks around Moylan and, and for Sean Johnson. So. Those two, there's mystery, there's doubt around whether they'll play, but hopefully the Sharks have some good results from tonight's game with Sean Johnson. When you hear a player talk about hearing a pop in the quad, I don't think that's like mm. great news for him. And he hasn't been fit all year. We think about how he started yeah, the year. He's been good the last two or three weeks. No, no, I'm not good, saying he yeah. hasn't... Hold on, yeah. I'm not saying he hasn't been good. I said he hasn't been fit the whole year. His body's... Yeah, you know, this year, he's had those quads, hammies, he was wearing the pads around the, you know, the hamstring warm... Yeah, when I see that on a player, usually that's a sign that they are struggling mm. with their legs and how they're... You know, he's, he's a kicker, he's a runner, he's at his best, he's sidestepping and running around everywhere. So it's an interesting one. I've got a question for you, Jamie. Kyle Flanagan obviously missed all of his field goals. Do you, or conversions, do you let him have another week as um, a coach? And, and you've been through similar situations. When you have an off week, do you just have to give him another chance? As a goal kicker or playing? Playing and goal kicking. Yeah, goal kick. He'll be fine. He's, just an off week. Yeah, it's just an off week. You have these weeks of goal kickers. You need to go back to the basics now. If you call Flanagan, you're, you're having a session firstly by yourself uh, at the start of the week to get rid of those demons of missing the kicks, then towards the back end of the week you can kick after training because you need to get back to what works for you, taking 
everyone else around you because usually blokes sit around after training and they heckle you and all, and that's fun. Yep. But sometimes you need to take yourself out of the moment, get back to the basics of kicking those goals from in front, in tight, and then start to get your motion back, start to get your rhythm back. Then you can go back at the end of the week and, and do an extra session. And it's easy to say do an extra session, but mentally you have to get rid of it straight away. That's why I would do a session straight away. Get straight back on the horse, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> what about, do you think this is going to be a high-scoring game or is this going to be like a, a state of origin, real nutty-gritty game in defence? Oh, I think there'll be some points. I think both teams will... Well, both teams will throw the ball around. That's sort of the way they like to play. The interesting th thing for me is they can both make it. They can mm. both find the oh, way. Ah, come on. You never know. <laughs> come on. If Brisbane lose to the Bulldogs and they somehow draw after extra time, they're both in. Yeah. So 24-20, <laughs> high-scoring game for me. 24-20. Yeah. It's going to be a beautiful day. Into the Sharks. Dry surface, there'll be some points. Yep. All right. Well, there's no more tickets on offer. Of course, that game is sold out. But to talk more about it, we are joined by the West Tigers number nine, Josh Reynolds. Thanks for coming on Inside the NRL. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Now, pretty uh, pretty good win on the weekend. You must be feeling pretty confident going into this massive game against the Sharks. We've been deliberating a little earlier. Uh, yeah, are you feeling confident? Yeah, definitely. It was a um, it was a great win from the boys uh, yesterday. We sort of, you know, we definitely scored some points, but we've, we've been really happy with our defence the last couple of weeks. You know, I think it's two weeks we've only let in 18 points and. You know, the good teams towards the back end of the year win games off the back of their, their geese. So, yeah, it's definitely been a, a big emphasis of ours to moving forward and, you know, hopefully we can continue that on to this Sunday. Josh, a big game for you as well on a personal front. This will be game 150 in your career. I imagine a few years ago you would have thought it would come a lot sooner than it has. Yeah, definitely, mate. It's, um, you know, it's been a long time coming. I've probably, like you said, I should have got there probably two two years ago, but, you know, injury and whatever else has happened has played its part and it is what it is but mate you know I just got to move forward and enjoy the moment and you know I suppose what better time to knock it up than, than this week it's, it's it's such a big occasion for you know not just us as, as a team but you know the whole club and the fans you know they've been dying for this for you know since 2005 so yeah it's going to be a special a special day no matter what. Well, it's going to be a bit of a circus this week around your your former captain, Robbie Farrar, in regards to whether he comes back from that broken leg or not. Does that mean you may squeeze out of this team, Josh? Have you been told anything at all in regards to what Robbie Farrar's potential return could mean for you? I haven't, mate, to be honest. Uh, obviously, you know, we're only playing yesterday and I'm not too sure on, uh, you know, Robbie's situation at the moment. But for myself, I'm just going to get ready to play and whatever happens, happens. You know, it's been a... It's been a crazy year for me already and, you know, nothing would surprise me. But, you know, I know, you know people probably don't actually think I mean this, but, you know, whatever is best for the team, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, to do. And, you know, I've, I've actually been really enjoying, you know, playing, you know, sort of replacing Hooker for these last two weeks. But if Madge and, and the team think it's better to have Robbie there, then, then that's fine. You know, he's, he's such a great player and, and a classy player. So, yeah, like I said, mate, whatever happens, it's going to be good, but I'd love to be running out there on Sunday. Josh, how has the group been able to turn around the last couple of weeks? Because it almost seemed like you threw your final chances away over a month ago, but you've been able to turn it around. What's the feeling within the group and the confidence levels? I know you only played yesterday, but yesterday was such a big win for the club against the Dragons, the rivalry there. How have you been able to turn it around within that group? Yeah, you're right, mate. It's... That's probably a stage there, you know, probably that, I suppose, that Bulldogs game, you know, where we probably should have won and, you know, they just hung in there and, and sort of beat us right in the buzzer. But these last two weeks have been, you know, really good, I suppose, stepping stone for us. And, 
you know, people will throw it out there that, you know, the Knights are at, you know, with their coach and, and at, that, at that stage and the Dragons aren't, you know, going as good as they want to be. But, you know, we've probably got to give ourselves a bit of credit there in the sense that we probably put them into those positions. You know, teams don't just fold for no reason. You know, you look at the Dragons on paper and they've got some quality players there who, you know, played rep footy and then and all for their country and they, they didn't just give up. So we, we, we've looked into that and, you know, like I said, we're very happy with the way we're going, but the best thing is we've come in today and we've regrouped and found some areas that we probably need to improve if we're you know, going to beat the Sharks, who are just a totally different beast. You know, they've been a part of semi-final footy and grand final you know, footy over, you know, over the last three or so years, and they're going to be a whole different outfit. They've probably got something to prove after yesterday as well, so yeah, it's going to be a, a really tough game, and we don't think it's going to be you know, 40, 40 odd points. It'll probably be a hard grinding game, just like the Sharks like it. How'd the body pull up from yesterday? Because I don't think you played too many games in at hooker, and I'd know that uh, I didn't want to get moved into the middle at all. But how'd you pull up from yesterday? Are you going to be able to back it up if Robbie doesn't come up? <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely be able to back it up, mate. I'm, I'll, whether I'm ready or not, I'll definitely be there. But um, in the sense of my body, I actually feel really good, and, and I'm actually really happy with that because that's all I've wanted to do this whole year is just get the consistent games, you know, back-to-back games and. You know, it obviously hasn't been in the halves where I like to play, but it's, it's been a hooker, and I like to think I've, I've filled that role to the you know the best of my ability, and you know probably change it up a bit. And it's probably different to have Farrah there and myself. I sort of have to really uh, classy and, and silky around the ruck, but I sort of just get in there and try and speed the ruck up and, and, and jump when I see an opportunity. But yeah, it's uh, it's definitely different in, in the defensive side of things. I've definitely had to get my head around that, and yeah, I think I made 28 tackles yesterday, and. About 25 last week, and that's nothing compared to what some of the hookers do. But it is a bit different, and yeah, there's a couple of big boppers running at you. But the boys are really helping me out. Uh, the big guys in here, you know, the guys like Elijah Taylor, and they're really fast around the ruck. They know the exact calls from the refs, and and you know when to lock the ball up, and when to take the legs and stuff. So they've been really good for me, and I just got to keep improving because you know it, it's definitely different to defend out in the house. Josh, we know it is only early days for you in a hooker and we know your preferred position is in the halves. But when you look ahead, do you add that hooker role to your resume? Because where are you going to be in 2020? Oh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Reveal the exclusive, please. Well, I don't, oh, I don't know about from the, the resume and I don't know about that, the last bit of the question. But yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'd love to play in the halves still at some stage. But you know what? At this time in... You know, at this point in my career, I've, I've popped up and I have to fill the role of hooker, and I'm, and I'm happy to do that. But yeah, for so next year, sorry guys, there's no scoop. Oh, usually, Kemmers <laughs> comes up with a scoop on a Monday, doesn't he? So I'm, I'm surprised nothing's popped up from him. He'll hopefully, have hopefully, you can answer this question. Is there a chance, mate, you may have to? Well, not have to, but you may stay at the uh, the Tigers next year. We all know the situation, and you're free to look around. But obviously, the hooking stakes with Little and and Farrah retiring and Little injured. Is there a chance that you may hang around next year, mate, and, and fill that number nine role? Mate, I haven't spoken to anyone about it, but you know, it's it's pretty much that's that's probably a bit of a part of the equation, I suppose. In the fact of, you know, I don't want to, I suppose, go somewhere else to be in the same position. I, I feel, you know, if there's a, there's, a, there's somewhere where, you know, I could look and have a real good impact on a team, and I'd, I'd definitely consider it. But yeah, you know, I'm 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 enjoying what I'm doing at the moment. You know, I'm I've definitely had to change the way I play a bit and. Now the lungs are getting tested a bit more each week, but you know if if I'm enjoying my footy and you know they're, I suppose they're happy to keep me there, and I can't say why not, you know. So I wouldn't say never, but yeah, I'll, 
I suppose the the, pre, the off season will will play out, and I'll be able to answer that question a bit later. <laughs> well, Josh, we will we won't hold you up for too long. We know that you do have a busy week. We'll anxiously await the team list tomorrow at three fifty five when Zach Bailey has NRL teams. But good luck, and hopefully you do get to play that big game on Sunday. Perfect. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course, you can catch that game on Fox, the NRL, Telstra, Live Pass and KO Sports. Let's talk a bit about the Manly Seagulls. Uh, we did mention earlier that Tom Dvojevic has been ruled out for the rest of the season with that injured peck. What does that mean for Manly? Is their season done, Jamie? Yeah, the season, I think title hopes are done. Mm. Uh, but you just can't write off Des Hasler. Um, it's such a huge loss, not only to the team, but to a guy like Daly Cherry Evans, who just plays... He just goes from an eight every week, DCE, to a nine when, when Tom's playing. And it is devastating. They've worked so hard. The pressure for Manly now is that they get someone in. Does Brendan Elliott make the change back there? You know, do they go a little bit left field and try and get Walker back there and try and bring in another half? So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they play this weekend. What are your thoughts, Michael? They could have won the grand, they could have won the grand final this year. Wow, I haven't heard you say they, that all year. They could have. They, they're no chance now. That's, that's as you said, not, they'll, they may scrape in a week two of the finals, but that's as far as they'll go. It's, it's a sad end, and Tom hasn't had any luck this year, but Manly were building something special, and you take Tom Trebojevic out of any team. We saw, we saw how much, how different New South Wales were when he was in the team. So, yeah, I, yeah it's, it's a sad end, but unfortunately, the Seagulls are probably just making up numbers now. Yeah, of course. Okay, another injury that we do need to clarify is the Sydney Roosters halfback, Cooper Cronk. He missed um, the weekend's game, but Michael, you can report what actually happened because we yeah. heard it was an eye injury. Well, it was an eye injury and there was a little mystery around what actually yeah. went down. So, turns out his one-year-old son, Lennox, he was the cause of the injury. They were reading a book and the book struck Cooper in the eye and there's been quite a bit of damage. So uh, he was forced to miss that game with an injury and I think they posted, I think Tara, his, his wife post, posted something on the weekend for Father's Day and his, his eye was covered. So there may be a bit of damage there, but I think you'll find he'll be back this week. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, reminder, I won't be reading books for the kids tonight. <laughs> well, I can't risk not being here next week. So I think uh, we, we would be okay, but obviously you add on. a lot to the show, so please don't the show read will any go books. On. <laughs> the show must go on. Uh, that, no, I think that's Quite interesting because as journos, I know um, we thought Trent Robinson was resting the halfback, but hitting the eye with uh, hitting the mm. hitting the eye with a book. Okay, mm. moving on to a little bit uh, something a little more serious. Will Chambers obviously had that altercation at that um, Manly game on the weekend. Now there's been no update in terms of what the NRL will do to punish the fan uh, who did have that altercation with Will Chambers. There's been some talk about whether he should be banned for life or whether or not there's a chance that he may be rehabbed with education purposes. Um, this is just the vision that we had from the game. Jens, what what happens here? Does, does the NRL need to ban him for life or...? Um well, the, the NRL have been speaking to Will, they've spoken to the Storm, I've spoken to all the parties involved and look, I don't think you can argue, I don't think you can say clearly there was a punch thrown. He shouldn't be in that situation, he shouldn't be reaching into the tunnel and Manly and the NRL are making sure that there's no situation like this in the future. But there will be a ban, I don't think, well who knows just yet, but a life ban for something like that, it's going to be hard because Will Chambers doesn't want to take this further, he won't make any report to the police. The security guards aren't making a report to the police. So at the end of the day, once the police are done with this, which won't take long, the NRL will come back and decide what that sanction is going to be. I think there'll be a ban of some period in place. I think they all just want to move on from this. Lesson learned, the NRL will now... Brookvale, they won't lose the semi-final. I know they, they need to do a lot of things 
in terms of getting themselves right to host the final because it's an NRL event and the NRL will make sure that security purposes, whatever it is they need to take care of, they will. So, Okay, well just on that, Graham Annesley did clarify this a little uh, while ago. I don't think there was necessarily a failure of infrastructure around that. I mean, there is a cage there, as everyone knows, that's, that slides down and effectively uh, cuts the tunnel off or the, the gateway off uh, from the general public. Uh, because it was a sin bin and it wasn't a, uh, you know, at the start of the game or the second half or half-time, full-time, uh, it wasn't closed entirely. Uh, but uh, when it comes to a finals game, we'll be in control of all of those matters and, and we wouldn't expect to see a repeat of that. Yeah, OK. So obviously not likely that Manly will, will lose that finals game. Uh, Jamie, what's your take on this with yeah. Will and the position with the Storm? Yeah, regardless of, of what Will Chambers, you know, he would, wants to concentrate on footy, the, the NRL should come out and make a stand here and ban the fan, or ban that person for life from any NRL game. And you come out, you don't need but to be rehabbed. It doesn't matter. You don't need to be rehabbed from that, OK? It wasn't a racial issue where you can go and learn and start to understand and realise your consequences. It was an absolute idiotic act by someone that's had too much to drink that couldn't control himself. Now, what's going to happen is, for all the fans out there, it's a nice message from Will, by the way, to be able to move on, but what's going to happen is all the fans out there that follow all the players on social media and want to hear more and get, and get the exposure behind the scenes, the players will shut us out. They will shut us out and they will come together and band together to just have their own inner circle and share their own social medias because you go to games. In the last couple of weeks, we've had two Indigenous players get racially vilified on social media. Will Chambers is walking up in the middle of a game, mind you, and gets attacked by a fan. Now, but is it an it, attack? Jamie? It doesn't matter. It does not matter. If you can't go to the game and behave yourself, then you don't deserve the right to go and watch the players play. They go out there, they're doing their job, OK? They are doing their job. For someone to take it in their own hands and put their hand through the tunnel and carry on like an absolute idiot, mm. it's just going to wreck it for everyone else. You're gonna, the players will shut us out and then you'll have no, we'll have nothing to talk about. So make a stand, NRL. Come out, ban those two people for the racial stuff last week for life. If you start banning for people for life, you, you do it three or four times, that's it. You won't have any more instances. OK. Well, yeah. Oh, look, oh, there's, that situation needs to be avoided. I don't think it's as severe as you're making out to be. Yeah, but we'll what, you got to, OK, you set a tone. It, it's big, you, set a, you set a precedence. If you well, get, look, but is that the right example? He's in the wrong. He's in the wrong. Listen, if, listen, let me put it to you this far way. Worse. If someone was sitting here, if we had a live audience and we go out backstage to, to get undressed or whatever and, and move on and someone has a swipe at you, are you filthy? I'll be happy of to course you are. That'd be great. Of Can course you, you are. We've got, to, we've got to start protecting these players. The product, the, fan, the game's nothing without the fans. Well, the fans need to start respecting it. But did his arm hit it a security matter. guard that made it look it like it was a matter. swipe? Well, it does matter. No, it doesn't, it, because he put himself matter. in that situation to be able to put his hand through the, I the think gate. It's a bad situation. Him. I just don't think it's as bad as everyone's making it. We, should, we need to avoid that in the I'm future. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah, will, you we'll don't do want to see it again. You ban him for life. That's it. Case over. Well, that is why we are on a panel and we are not on the commission to make those big decisions because they are tricky ones. There are a lot of what-ifs in that. Now, something a little bit more positive, final schedule. 
Michael, have the NRL locked anything in yet in terms of scheduling for week one? No, well, look, they'll, they'll announce it on Sunday night once the final, the final round is complete. They obviously got to try and work out plans, book grounds. At this stage, they've pencilled in and they'll start to work with the clubs. I think you'll find the storm will be on Saturday night. The indication is they will play their game on Saturday night against the team who finishes fourth. That will mean the Roosters will be on Friday night, potentially Rabbits, potentially, potentially Raiders. There's a couple of options there. Which means Bankwest Stadium, which will be an unbelievable experience in a final. Uh, the Eels, if they play the Broncos, I think that'll be on, on a Saturday. If they play the Tigers or the Sharks, that may be on Sunday. Okay, nice update. Are you happy with those locations sure. and that update? Great. Well, three grounds are locked in. i got a check by you. Sorry? Yeah. Three grounds are yeah. locked in. The Eels, okay. the Roosters and the Storm will host games. We'll just find out who the other is. Okay. We will have Jamie Sweet outside very very soon. Uh, just a quick update for North Queensland Cowboys um, and Matt Scott fans. Uh, he did suffer that mild stroke last month. The reports are that he should get out of Townsville Hospital very soon. He has already come back from Brisbane Hospital after spending nine days in there. So uh, we are sending our thoughts and best wishes to Matt Scott and his family, of course, after that horrible incident. He's only um, 34 years old, so it's quite scary, but he is in good care. Now, Jamie, you're sweet or soured? I'm nervous. You've no, 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 you shouldn't be. Okay. Uh, Raiders fans, it's for you. Uh, it's sweet this week because uh, Aiden Caesar's clocked plenty of criticism from me throughout the year about controlling games and game management, but on the weekend, an absolute stellar performance. I thought his field goal timing with 13 minutes to go was absolutely brilliant, and he's worked really, really hard at his craft, so I wanted to give him some credit. I'm happy to come out and give him some credit after uh, probably judging him hardly uh, throughout the year in terms of what they've been able to do with their squad, so uh, to be able to come out and kick three field goals at any time in that, a pressure situation uh, is always yeah, pretty tough, but Aiden Caesar, well done, and the Raiders have confirmed their title credentials. <laughs> I like Don't it. at me anymore, Raiders fans, <laughs> all right? Take a rest, have a couple of weeks off, enjoy the footy. Sweet Jamie is back. I like it. I like when you have something sweet and nods out. All right, time, uh, gents, for hit or miss. First thing is first. I jumped the gun there a little bit, just too excited. Number one, Valentine Holmes will be back in the NRL next season, hit or miss. Jamie? Uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to say miss. Hit or miss? Yeah, I'll say... <laughs> I'll say... It's like cop every week. <laughs> I'll say hit. I think okay. that uh, this practice squad signing uh, was probably going to always happen for the New York Jets. He's worked really, really hard uh, at his craft over there, but... It's just, it's going to come to a point where he's going to realise that he's probably leaving an extra five, six, seven hundred thousand a year on the table, uh, especially if the Cowboys, I mean, if you're Peter Parr and the Cowboys, you're ringing every day just to see how he's going over there. Well, I think they are. <laughs> the Cowboys are well and truly <laughs> inquiring into how he's going. It's a hit for me. I think he'll be back. I don't think, uh, really? from what we saw, I don't think, it uh, didn't. Yeah, he didn't disgrace himself over there. He, he did a really good job, but did he set himself apart from the rest? I, you're an NFL expert. I don't think he looked like... No, and, and you have to take it off what the depth chart was. Yeah, mm -hmm. he was he was down the bottom. The minutes he was getting, you know, they don't play the starters at the end. So, um, yeah, look, he's done amazingly well to get there, but I just think that the realisation of that, how much money he actually is leaving on the table, may come back and get him back here. For those who haven't sort of kept up to date with Valentine Holmes, he was one of four in that international pathway program um, and is in the practice squad but did get dropped, am I right? So from practice squad. Squad's about 200000 a year. Yeah, so okay. They'll, they'll be on the practice squad. That's all right, money. It's Gosh. great. Hey. Hey, I'd take that. No one's <laughs> criticising the money. 
But so, when, but you guys said that he'd come back. Hold on, to get we can hold a million dollars hey, in the hey, NRL. Let us That's make a our point. Story. Okay, when you can get a million dollars or nine hundred thousand dollars at the Cowboys over five years. That's okay. hard to. That's hard to say no. Sometimes people don't do things just for money. Well, it's true, which is why it's a hit or miss. That's why he's over I'd put it on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question two. Jermaine Sarko's field goal shouldn't have, uh, shouldn't have stood. Shouldn't have stood. Yeah, you're right. It shouldn't have stood. A hit for me. Oh, look, I, I think the Eels were hard done by. I think there should have been a penalty. Uh, Darius Boyd clearly moved off his line and he, and he got in the way of, of the marker there. Look, if you see the replay here, he moved to his side. I have nothing, no issue with Matt Lodge. I think he was fine. He stood his ground. But Darius definitely moved. And the Eels should have been given a penalty. Yeah, it's a hit for me. Um, this is a couple of times now we've seen the Brisbane Broncos get beneficial calls towards the end of games. You remember last year with the Robbie Rockow one, uh, not square at marker, where he actually ended up being square at marker. It was the play the ball that was incorrect. But the problem we're running into, the game on Saturday night between Nathan Cleary, you can see there Robert, uh, Robbie Rocco is square by all means, but it's a play the ball, and they got the penalty and won 9-8. Uh, the, the problem we're getting into now is we're either going to have to ref every, everything technically and get... 55 different calls and up to the bunker every play, or we're not because the try, Nathan Cleary try on the weekend where Zane Tedavano just pretty much touched the player in front of him, Regan Campbell-Gillard, and looked to the side. Mm. So you can't have, it can't be both ways. So if you look at that call, you want to try. If you look at Darius's call, so I would say hit. Do you take back what you said earlier in the year? You probably have no recollection of this, but you said no, no, to me... I'd send everything up to the bunker. You, no, no, you said to me that Anthony Milford needs to take the shot every single time, and I said, no, it goes to the best person. And now Jermaine Asako nailed three... What, how, did he, how many did he nail on the weekend? Two? One? Whatever. He's their best field goal exponent, <laughs> and he nailed it every time. And they had to go to him, and he keeps going to him. So you You've been holding on to that back? one for a long no. time. That, oh, they should have gone to Milford still. No, I don't. OK, Milford... You get paid a million dollars, you should be able to kick field goals. Okay. Question three. The Courier Mail are reporting Suncorp Stadium is firming as favourites to host the 2021 Grand Final. Gents, is that a hit or a miss? Do hit. We... Giddy up. Let's okay. go. I don't want to see... I don't want to see that smaller ground. It's the best venue for rugby league. Michael? If it's SCG or Suncorp for one year, uh, yeah, I'll suck it up at Suncorp for one year. Sun... What do you mean, suck it up? We'll be up there with, well, NR... I, we'll I, be up I... there with NRL travel, <laughs> doing like a couple of junkets, please. You take it away from history. You're changing what's been the course of history for so long. It's been in Sydney. And whoa, Wayne, whoa, whoa, Wayne whoa, Bennett, whoa, 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 whoa. Wayne Bennett said as much. Wayne Bennett said we shouldn't be taking grand finals away from Sydney. Am I talking to Michael or am I talking to Jamie? Jamie's the one who says he doesn't want change with State of Origin. Now you're talking about no change uh, for the NRL grand final. Yeah, well... This is bizarre. I'm moving on. Contradicting question himself yet four. again. Contradicting himself. Well, on, I think next question. Both, you held on to one for a while. Question four. Jai Arrow will not be at the Titans in 2020. Hit or miss? Miss. I think that, that this is ridiculous. If they don't give him an offer that he can't refuse, then uh, they're going to finish last again. This guy is the cap should be the captain of the club. Uh, that, that forward pack needs to do better uh, next year. They need to have some players around him, but Jai Arrow will be there. Well, they've offered him 750 a year over four years. That's not enough? Obviously not if he's testing himself on the market. Well, that's what's happened over the last week. They've put the offer forward and Jai Aaron and his manager have indicated they will look around and see what's out there on November 1. They've since come back and said, you can go early, you can speak to people early, which is the right decision. I think it's a smart move. Why sit around for two months waiting for him to negotiate with rival clubs and we can get this sorted now? I would say this. Queensland were a different side without him in the forward pack. Yep, good point. What's he uh, worth? You didn't say hit or miss. 850. I think I think you'll stay at the Titans, yeah. Because of that, they cannot afford to lose him. Okay, eight, eight fifty. You're saying for Joe? Well, the Tigers will meet with him this week. There'll be a, there'll be a host of clubs meeting with him over the next few weeks. Mm. 
but can the Tigers afford him? Do you say Tigers, meaning? Tigers. Well, he's on contract Tigers. for another year, so okay. technically, yeah. No, the salary cap are pretty free at a lot of clubs. In. All right, last one. The Storm are better off without Brody Croft. Hit or miss, Michael? <sighs> it, there's, there's more parts to this question because Cameron Munster will miss this week. He's out uh, with that injury, and he'll be back for the finals now. I think Ryan Pappenhouse needs to be fullback, but watching that game on the weekend, I wasn't sold with Jerome Hughes in the halves. I think they looked a little bit, they were a bit stuttery at times in attack, the Storm, and it wasn't Pappenhausen, it was Jerome Hughes. So it's a bit of a dilemma there. What do you do? How do you get Hughes and Pappenhausen in the team if Hughes is not a seven? I, I started to tune out. Did you pick hit yeah. or miss? Well, I don't know what I'm saying. But Pappenhausen, <laughs> Pappenhausen needs to be there. Pappenhausen needs to be there. It's the best thing you've seen you, in you 2019. Did, you did not say hit or miss when I just asked well, you again. Well, it's not fair on Brodie Croft. I, f I think they're better off with Brodie, with Pappenhausen at Hit or miss. Can you ask a different question? No, you Come approved that question. I hit did. or miss. Come to me. Uh, okay, hit. I okay, clear it up what he's trying you. to say. It's a hit for me. Uh, Pappenhausen <laughs> should be the fullback. Hughes should be halfback. Not necessarily for their attack. I know it was a little bit clunky on the weekend, but when you talk about defensively, the players, Kafusi, they look a lot more comfortable with Jerome Hughes defending in that front line. I think that Craig Bellamy's seen that a couple of times Croft's raced up trying to solve things himself, put people under pressure, and that's not the Melbourne way. So I think you'll find, for me, Pappenhausen fullback, Hughes halfback. Okay. That's why we put that up. Is that, thank you. Yeah. After 24 rounds, you'd well, think you'd know how to play rounds, hit or miss. This is my sentences now. That's mm. how close we've got. <laughs> 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 All right, it's time for Champ or Chump. This week we have the Josh Morris no try. This is good vision here. Let's take a look. He dives down, knocks over the photographer. Is he a chump? This is, this is two parts because then Ronaldo comes over. They both help him up. He goes behind him, picks up his cap. Puts it back on him, taps him on the head and runs away. <laughs> I feel like there's two parts Ronaldo's the champ. That he was is the champ. Oh. Not even worth it. In the end, no try. Slides. I wonder, I should have asked if the photographer got injured in that. Hopefully he's well, okay. No photographers were filmed in the shooting. <laughs> injured in the, what, do you, what do you say? <laughs> Something like that. Oh, photographers were injured in the shooting. Leave it to me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's been our best show by far. Champ or Chum? Champ. Yep. Ronaldo Mulitalo is the funnest name to say when you commentate. I'm telling you, he's a legend. And can score a try too. Can. Champion. Can. All right, great. Uh, now, I lost my, lost my train of thought there for a little bit, but Zach Bailey is on tomorrow, 3.55. NRL teams every Tuesday, of course, and it'll be a big one. We'll find out if Josh Reynolds is named at hooker or if he misses out for Robbie Farrell. Jeff Toovey, Brett Kamali joining him. Now, on Sunday, we've got our show. It's the special from about 7pm. We're going to go after the last game, of course, which will finish up at around 5.36. Press conferences, give or take. Anyway, just tune in on Sunday at 7 o'clock. And last but not least, the NRLW launches tomorrow. Big news. Until Sunday, have a good one.